0: podcast looking at episode 14 already closing in on the four month mark holy crap that's crazy to think that is flying by uh halloween eve tonight oh buddy so we're gonna talk a little hijinks i think this week maybe some (laughs) some scary things some horrifying things some tricks some tricks definitely some treats so with that being said um before we roll into this, again, thanks everybody for commenting on our stuff, talking, uh, engaging with us on our social media. If you haven't yet, make sure you like us either on Facebook, Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Spartans Wolverines Beard Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, uh, listen to us, and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Cast. There's a few other ones out there, I can't remember them all. Um, pretty much any podcast thing we're on now. So. Yeah, pretty much any Anything you can listen to on podcasts, we will be on. So make sure you drop us a rating, hopefully five stars. Some five stars,
1: yeah, absolutely. That and subscribe. Subscribing is the biggest thing. Yep, because cool. that just gets the followers up. So definitely yep. subscribe.
0: Yep, that'll just boost us for searches and all that fun stuff. So with all that also being said, uh, just a quick preview of this week. Uh, we're gonna. Talk some good, bad, and the ugly. Big Michigan win against Notre Dame last weekend. Yeah, with Notre Dame. As well as a big Michigan State loss of Penn, against Penn State. Gonna do our little pick Big updates in regards to that. We got big things popping. We got, yeah, Jordan's got big things popping. <laughs> right? Nothing.
1: Uh, we're gonna talk a little Lions. Then we're gonna. Close this puppy out. So yeah, uh, right at the very end, we'll do just a touch on college basketball preview because it does games, official games start next week. So right. we'll just do a quick little touch. We're not going to go too in depth on that. I think we'll do a little more in depth on college basketball once the football season starts to wind down. Yeah, that's the only problem is they overlap so much. It's hard to get a good transition point. But just a little touch and a couple talking points yeah. before next week's official exit game start, and we're done with just secret scrimmages and stuff. So yeah. Some good stuff.
0: So uh, with that, we will uh, get rolling into pretty much some breaking news as of yesterday. NCAA ruled... Unanimously.
1: Unanimously. I felt they they emphasized that point. It was unanimous.
0: Hey, we're changing. Um, That the players are... All going to be paid are now going to be allowed to be paid for their likeness,
1: image and likeness. Yep. This is obviously all stemming from the California litigation that came out. So, this is their response to that.
0: And there's, I mean, if you you read the Twitter sphere, and there's some
1: (laughs) get the get the tinfoil hats out because the conspiracy theorists are out in full force over this. I mean, you've got. Yeah, we're not going to get political at all. But you've
0: got senators saying, "Well, if they're going to get paid, I'm going to start filing legislation that they have to tax file their, tax returns,
1: scholarships. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, to me, that's you're missing
1: the point. Right." right. You're you're off you're off the, the line here. So, we talked a little bit about this before we got going, and it, you can tell both of us were getting a little fired up about it. And I've seen and I, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, and I've heard a lot of guys talk about how they think this is just like the end of college football because of this. And I just I don't see it. And like I explained to you, Lane, when we were talking, I I can see this. This does not affect your bottom line at all. No, because. Your bottom line, just, let's just use Division I football for this mm-hmm. talking point. Your bottom line is your your small-level conferences, your match, your sunbelts, and all those conferences, those are your bottom line in this. They're not going to be affected by this at all. No. As far in a negative sense, I guess. Because the players that go there are still going to go there because they're not good enough to get to that higher level. Right. My opinion what this does is it takes the middle – and moves it a little closer to the top, Mm -hmm. the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the schools that were kind of okay with fudging that line, and let's face it, they're paying players. It's known. It's just not talked about. The schools that are fine with that, this will take the schools that were against it a little bit or didn't do it as much or at all and move them a little bit closer because now they can say to five-star, that went to Alabama, that's probably second or third on the depth chart, but would start here. Mm -hmm. Hey you can come here and get the same benefits you can get there now. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about getting in any trouble. Yep. Or you can do it legally. And to me, it benefits Michigan greatly because, like I told you, their alumni base is huge. Mm -hmm. And their donors and everything is huge. So now they can say, we got all these guys that are willing to give you sponsorships, ideas, and ad placements and stuff to to help that revenue. But the part of this that's missed that bothers me the most is the fact that this helps non-revenue sports Immensely, yeah. I used an example of a college softball player can now go back to their hometown and run a camp and get paid for that camp. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not a great amount, that's still better than what it was because they're getting nothing. Right. So I mean, to me, that's that's huge. Why not? Right. The college softball players, baseball players, whatever, any non-revenue sport. Yes, they're still talented, and there's still a market out there for them to help. Now they can get paid for it. They can do trainings. Yeah. These college athletes come back now and they, they do training, but they do it for free because they can't get paid for it by the NCAA yeah. rules. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. So now they can benefit from it. it. It's Everybody's looking at a too big picture of basketball and football. Look at the grand scheme of things and what it does for every student athlete. Yep to me it's a great win
0: oh i i think it's a huge win for collegiate sports i mean like you like you talked about with you've got local kids going to big schools now they can come back and then not only that but just the benefits i feel like for the local communities are massive yeah i mean now Absolutely. you can't hide have these kids come back from their big schools and say hey let me help your programs out yeah to get your kids yeah. where i'm at and it and you know, at the end of the day, you've got some of these these people out here. Well, I don't want kids driving Ferraris and all that stuff. They already are. I yeah. mean, there's loopholes.
1: Yes. Yeah. People will always cheat. Yeah. This doesn't change that. No. People, human nature says that people will always cheat. It's going to happen. You're always going to have people that will push the buck a little mm-hmm. bit further and a little bit further. All this does is make everybody else get a little bit of a piece of that yeah. pie. Well, yeah. And I mean, and you look at you look at these.
0: You look at kids today, yeah, some of today, yes, some of them are on full ride scholarships, but going to school full time, that's a full time job. Paying, playing these sports are full time jobs. So you're working two full time jobs and you aren't getting
1: paid a damn thing mm-hmm. for it. And you can't profit off of yourself.
0: And yeah, and I mean, I, I read a USA Today article today and they compared like Texas's football program. Is has more revenue in it than the entire Western Michigan collegiate athletic program. Yep. That is going to be so huge because now you're going to have local kids from Western. They're going to be able to go on local car dealerships. Going to plug car dealerships. Even if it's only a couple hundred bucks, it's yeah. a couple hundred bucks they didn't have. It's, yeah, it's more money than they had. They can, they can make a better life for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I think if you're against it. I think that says more about you. You're looking at it too close-mindedly. Yeah. Open open the scope. Look at things from a, a grand point of view. Yep. Don't think about college football and just basketball. But that being said...
1: Hey, we get a football game. We get football and basketball game. games back. I'm so. cool with that. 2021, That's, come on! I'm taking it. So who's on the cover? 2021? If it's 2020, let's say it's 2021. Who's on the cover? So you gotta look at like maybe a freshman or a sophomore now. Oh, it'll be Trevor Lawrence. You think so? Oh, yeah, 2021 probably. I don't know of any other sophomore or freshman that are. I mean, the only way I could see it being somewhere else is like if Tua stayed or yeah, I mean, maybe Fields, maybe. Fields I think Fields or Lawrence would probably be the best bet for that, but oh, man. who cares if we get it back I mean, it oh, it was a beautiful day yesterday, especially yeah, if you're a... Man, this Twitter fear is blowing up. Oh, my East. God. The EA, the EA executive already said that they're ready to jump into it 100% once it's done, right. and I'm like, I bet you they've already got somewhere they can push a button and say, hey, We've already got this started. Here's the template for it. Mm. Now let's just make it happen. They can roll it out pretty quickly. Oh my god! I I can't friggin' wait. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know. Do we have any other news, or I think we could probably ramble on that for a while. Yeah, we could ramble on
0: that for a while, which we we don't want to do. That. Um. Only other news: Game seven tonight, World Series.
1: Yeah. Scherzer versus Granky. Scherzer's health a little bit in question. Yeah, is he is he Scherzer? Is he 100 percent Scherzer is the question, but I with, he's a dog. Oh my god! So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to kill him to get him out of this game. I oh think. yeah. It's in Houston, but the road teams have been dominating the World Series. But like you and I were talking about before we started, it just kind of feels like law of averages has to kick in, right? Yeah. You would think I, I'm taking the Astros tonight. I'm still taking the Nats. I yeah. like that youth movement, man. Yeah, I, hey. I'm. I'm,
0: Nothing would surprise me. I mean, between Strasburg and and Soto,
1: yeah, yeah. Trey Turner, they've been lights out. I love it. So, just Scherzer worries me. If if he like one spasm and he's gone, and now you're looks, you're stuck scrambling. You know. Yeah, because I mean,
0: they could technically go to Sanchez or Corbin. Yeah. Which. But both of them got rocked. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you, how much faith do you have in that? Exactly. You got to. I mean, you got to ride the horses yeah. that got you there for sure. I mean, but. that's such an ass. Charles Mo is just to wear it on the starter,
1: and yeah. once you bring your relievers in. Well, I mean, this is the last game of the year, so I re- there's no nobody's unavailable, in my opinion. Even, I think Strasburg and Cole Verlander are probably all available if needed. I mean, yeah, even I, if it's only for an inning or two. I was
0: reading that they're already planning on putting. Colon in, in those late innings. You have to. You have to. Having
1: a guy throwing 105 in the eighth. Yeah. I mean, you have I mean to. it's the last game. It's the Madison Bumgarner theory on mm-hmm. it. I mean, he said, I got however many months to rest after this. I want to win a World Series. I I get it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, I think you got to, all the gloves are off, and let's fight. <laughs> Exciting time yeah. in the sports world. Good right time right for it, for sure. So, okay, with that, let's roll into the good, the bad, the ugly.
0: Michigan first or Michigan State first? You know what, I'll, I'll do State first because okay. I'm honestly tired of talking about Sparty <laughs> football. Um, you have two weeks to prepare for Penn State. You come out, you're flat. You, granted it was a friggin' nightmare of weather for that game but Penn State still
1: everybody played in it everybody played in it i mean penn state still came out and which can i make a petition point here it's 2019 why are every single division 1 or at least big 10 fields not all turf to me that's just ridiculous well i would like to say it's a competitive advantage but it's but, it's also it's not. a safety issue mm-hmm ask uh, Felton yeah. Felton Davis from yeah. last year how he feels about mm-hmm. if that's a turf field he doesn't tear his Achilles he slipped on a muddy field mm-hmm. so to me that's ridiculous yeah. I, did you see the Purdue field? Mm-mm. Purdue and Illinois game? Oh my god it's like they were playing in a mud pit Oh really? it was just terrible that a Big Ten game is played on a field like that, it looked like a high school field just, it was embarrassing. But God forbid so. these kids sit out games because they don't want to yeah, no injure shit. themselves. Yeah, I know. Um,
0: Sorry. A little, little t- side tunnel there. Um, but no, I mean, you, I, you know, I posed a question on our, our Facebook page. Is it time to is it time to get rid of Antonio? And again and again and again and again and again and again, I'm going to say yes.
1: It is time for it's him just, to go. At this point, the defenses that people have for him, are, they aren't acceptable. No, it's not. I, I mean,
0: you... How I mean and I'm I mean and this is a shot at state fans. How dare state fans go after Michigan for mediocrity when you're playing the most mediocre or mediocre just bullshit game out there right now. I'm refuse to adapt. I'm just, just keep Lawerky in there. I'm gonna I'm not gonna let the freshman play. Like change something right? right? because we know Antonio's not going to fire Salem. He's going to demote him back to the running backs coach or an O-line coach or something stupid like that. And at this point, our defense isn't playing worth a damn either. Yeah, what happened to Kenny Willekes? That dude's been a ghost. Yeah, he's disappeared. I mean, first two games he looked great, and then it's been a ghost. He's quality just... of teams went up, and he—I mean—that dude's draft stock is hurt. It's plummeting bad. He's probably a day three guy now. So I mean, it. At the end of the day, it's, it's something's got to change in East Lansing because because these losses—they're not only bad. Right now, but these are program killing losses mm. because recruits aren't gonna to want to come here. Who's gonna go play in that offense right, right now? Like, right. I, I'm not gonna get any athletes in that. Sure. Like, why would I want to go there when I'm watching Michigan on prime time, lighting up Notre Dame, which Notre Dame went down to Georgia and had a dogfight fight with Georgia. Like, right. why would I want to go to East Lansing? Yeah, I mean,
1: on that point, one of the things I wrote down was so the last three games they played: Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin. They've been outscored 100 to 17. Yeah. That's if I'm an opposing school recruiting against you, I'm going to bring that up. Yeah, they've got two touchdowns, which is the same amount of touchdowns as they have missed field goals. Yeah, in that time, I mean, it, that's it's
0: just, bad. It's bad, and this is, and at this point, I understand loyalty to Antonio. I get it. He's gotten us, and he's taken this program to heights we never thought we'd see. Right, and it's run its course. It's time to change. And I'm not saying hire Pat Narduzzi. I don't want fickle. I, don't, I want somebody to come in and change the culture. Because what's going on now is killing Michigan State football. Not today, not tomorrow. It's killing it two, three, four, five, six years down the road. Yep. Get me somebody. I, I keep saying the name. But it'll never happen. But get, get me Elaine Kiffin. Get me a guy that can relate to these young guys and that can recruit his ass off. Get me somebody like that and say, hey, you know what? Different times need slanting, man. Like, you see how good this basketball program is? We're going to get better than that. Right.
1: This isn't the level we're going to go so to. So do you do you kind of like what Kansas State did? Kansas State went and poached Chris Kleiman from North Dakota State. Yeah. I mean, dudes won how many national titles in, in D2. I mean, go get a guy like that. I can't think of the, the Ferris State coach right now. i take him right now. I mean, it,
0: it, He's got one hell of a program. Team Valley coach. Sure. I mean, you've got D2 coaches that are close to you that understand Michigan. And, and the region, are, yeah. And
1: the region. Get one. One of those guys to just change it. Yeah, I mean, at, th- at this point, if you if you strip it down and rebuild it, what are you losing? I mean, because this team, honestly, it's six. This is a six and six at best. Yeah, you're hoping to make
0: a bowl game this year. Mm-hmm. At this point, you really truly are. I mean, we look destined for a pinstripes bowl. <laughs> Oh wow! That's I mean that's it, it's true, and, it, and it, that it game is. will be fourteen to
1: seven. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's well, embarrassing. In a Red box bowl from last year, right? Yeah, it yeah. is embarrassing because you got Illinois at Michigan at Rutgers versus Maryland.
0: I would not honestly. I would not be surprised if we dropped that game in Rutgers. I no, would Rutgers, no.
1: I wouldn't God. be surprised, man. Now Illinois, I would be worried about, but I think Rutgers and Maryland they can. I mean, Maryland will be a closer game, but Rutgers tough. I mean, I'm going full-blown full blown pessimist. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and, but you have every right to at this point. You mm-hmm. really do. I mean, every single right to. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Bring, new,
0: bring something new in. Excite the fan base. Change. Yeah. That's what you need to do. At some point, it has to happen. But it's not going to happen because the whole college
1: itself is a friggin' shit show right it's, now. It, you really, everybody. It's always been long since the joke that Michigan State's a basketball school, but they are so ready for basketball season to start. Oh,
0: absolutely. And I mean, and that's it's so pathetic that that's our go-to right now. Yeah. It's, God, I has gotta can't wait for basketball. Yeah. Oh, we blew out Albion by thirty. Oh, great. Which Aaron Henry did
1: posterize somebody. I don't know if you saw that highlight, but he put somebody on a poster. <laughs> so. but with
0: all that. That being said, Jordan, let's talk some uh, some Michigan
1: football. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know that I have a whole lot really that I can say about the game itself. It was it was good to see. It was it was a statement game that had to be made because you were in a situation where your season really is pretty much. You're not playing for a whole lot outside of the fact that you've got three rivals in front of you, because barring collapses, the Big Ten's gone, and the playoff is already gone. So it's like, how, what's the motivation level? And I read a tweet that somebody put out there that said, this team is 100% Jim Harbaugh players, so seeing how this team reacts against Notre Dame will dictate kind of what the players that he recruited are. Mm-hmm. You know, Are they the kind of guys like, well, we, don't, we can't get to the Big Ten title, we can't play for the playoffs, so don't really care or are they the high character I don't give a shit we still want to win we still want to be better kind of players and I think the statement we saw was yes they are mm-hmm. they do want to play and they they do want to win and they're getting better mm-hmm. I mean with every game ever since the Wisconsin game I think every step of the way you've seen growth yeah and and that's that's encouraging to me and I think it started in the trenches both offensive and yeah. defensive lines have played immaculate mm. in the last couple of weeks. So, And I think the offensive line, it was as simple as they went back to things that they were good at last year. Mm-hmm. Early in the year, it was Gaddis's scheme, and it was we're going to try to do all these different things with inside zones and just just different mm-hmm. things they weren't good at. And then it's like, you know what? Hey, hey Ed, hey, Jim, what did you guys do last year in the running game that was good? Because let's just do that. And that's what they started doing. And then they incorporated Gattis' schemes around that. But that's where you see the the bubble motions and all kinds of different formations in place. And that's that's what it should have been all along.
0: Well, and you guys have got a real nasty one-two punch of Charbonnet and Askins. I like it. And they're, that both, is,
1: they're both freshmen. Yeah, that's nasty. So that's that's great to see for the future. So I was really, really heavy about that. The bad and the ugly side of it, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot that I could nitpick about. There was little things here and there, and you'll have that in every game. But the one thing that I'm sick and tired of, and I, it pisses me off every time I hear it and every time I start talking about it, is... Herbstreit even on the broadcast Of that game said This is more about a Notre Dame No showing and Michigan playing well. right And I'm so sick and damn Tired of it every time Michigan plays bad it's Michigan's fault Yeah but every time they play good and they Beat a good team it's the other team's fault It's not Michigan ESPN And their cronies refuse mm-hmm. Refuse To give Michigan anything why can't You just step up and say hey you know what they beat The shit out of a pretty good team Because nobody in ESPN will say it. Nobody. And I understand it, Michigan. I don't want the GLOW interviews, oh, my God, they're the greatest. No, but you know what? Call a spade a spade. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, Notre Dame didn't show up, but they didn't show up because they got punched in the face and they had no answer for it. But it, it, but it's just it's just constant every time. You know, Jim Harbaugh can't win on the road against Penn State, even though they were the better team for two and a half quarters. Right. And then, well, Notre Dame just no showed. I'm just I'm sick of it. Yeah. It's just so old, and I'm tired of it. And I hope that that narrative can change going forward, but I know that it never will. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah.
0: It, it it it's ironic to me because I mean, when when Harbaugh first came into Michigan, like. I felt like ESPN was all over his nuts. Like, they just, Harbaugh this, Harbaugh that, he's doing this, taking kisses to the Vatican, he's doing this. And it's just amazing to me that, like, Harbaugh stayed quiet, and he hasn't been that hyperactive coach that he was in the NFL. He's so not now, the story that they want. Yeah, so now they're like, eh. We'll make him our story. Anyway yeah, we'll we make it a story. It's yeah. going to be, and I, and I mean, that's huge for me to... Stand up for Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that. a first
1: right there. Yeah. So I mean, the rest of the season, just build. Michigan State and Ohio State are big, and then Indiana on the road is not going to be easy. So just continue to grow, yeah. continue to get better, continue to build, and we'll see. We'll see how the season progresses out. segment and I just need the world to know that this baby is back where it belongs because after last week I took a huge jump got the standings back to all tied up Boom! total 101 41 for both of us after I go 13 and 1 last week damn you Ruckers ruined my perfect week Thank you, Rutgers. And Lane goes the disappointing eight and six. So we are all tied up as we get ready to go down the back half of the season. It's right where things belong. This belt looks even better on my shoulder, and I can't be happier to hold it. So uh, all that said, this week's slate of games is underwhelming. Um, yeah, it's, pretty, it's not a. It's kind of crappy. <laughs> and watch this will be the best week of college football games all season. Now watch yeah. these games will all be nuts, but um, a, lot of, a lot of rivalries. There's some rivalry games. Yep, there's some snoozers. We really tried to find some decent games, but. Man, it's it's it was tough, but next week's slate looks a lot better. That's gonna be so, a fun one. Uh, I guess let's let's get right into it. Uh, first game on our list is West Virginia at Baylor Thursday night. Thursday night for a Big Twelve game. Spooky on Halloween. Yeah, in Baylor. Uh, It's a weird game. It's a weird. That's really Baylor's one of the few remaining undefeated teams, and they control their own destiny in the Big Twelve after Oklahoma's loss last week. So the
0: better question is: Is what time does a student section get in trouble with the referees
1: just being? Totally bomb ass drop. Well, if it's not half, t- if it makes it to halftime, I'll be impressed. Yeah, me too. So I'll take the Bears in this game. Uh, I have a feeling this game is closer though. Yeah. West Virginia is not anything special, but I'll take Baylor. Yeah, I'm gonna take Baylor as well there. Definitely the surprise team. I feel like Matt Rule's doing a good job down there. Yeah, and I'm coming into a program that was in a lot of turmoil, so. And then we get into noon slates on Saturday. Uh, Actually, our only noon game on our schedule this week. Yeah. Weird. Somebody brought that up about how weird this, It's the time and everything is this week. Schedule is super weird. So, Nebraska going to West Lafayette to play Purdue. Purdue is just a beaten team right now. Um, Nebraska gave Indiana everything they could last week. That defense is just so bad still. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna take Nebraska against Purdue. Um, bet the over. I didn't get any of the over unders for this game or the spreads, so or this week. But bet the over or whatever it is, because yeah. I don't think either team's gonna play any defense. Yeah, I I've taken Nebraska and I think Scott Frost is starting to lose his allure to that. He had a press conference today I saw where he said it was very ironic. He said that I can't wait for the days where you go up to Minnesota to play a football game and if you're wearing a hoodie, the coach rips it off you and calls you a pussy as he's wearing a hoodie standing at the podium. Right. It's like, dude, you are so out of touch right now. So I I don't know. That experiment is not working right now. No. No, so. not at all. I don't know, we'll see. But I will take the I'll take the bigger ad. Yeah, I have to at this point. Producing in a downward spiral. So yeah. Next game, 2.30 start time. That's real weird. Another weird. Spooky (laughs) start time. uh, Halloween weekend, man. It's just causing some drama. Uh, Virginia Tech at Notre Dame. Interesting fact here. Did you know that Virginia Tech controls their own destiny for the ACC Coastal now? Really? Yep. They control their destiny to be in the ACC championship game at this point. Another funny thing is there is a potential for a seven-way tie in the Coastal Division of the ACC, and I didn't look at all the different scenarios. Good God, that but is bad. But it is possible. That just speaks to how bad the ACC is. There's a chance for a seven-way tie. Wow, and then that winner that seven-way tie beats Clemson. Yeah, then you get then to, that total chaos. Oh, that would be amazing. I would love that. So uh, Notre Dame, though, coming off that bad performance, mm-hmm. they're going to have blood in their mouth. I think you see them come out and absolutely demolish Virginia Tech. You know, it's going to be interesting
0: because when watching that game, that was one thing that was repeatedly mentioned about is – how these kids from Notre Dame are California kids, and, and they're not used to this kind of weather. I mean, the weather Saturday... It's
1: supposed to snow. It's I mean. supposed
0: to snow. It's not looking good weather-wise. Yeah. And I mean, so it's going to be wet. It's going to be muggy. Money, it's going to be similar to that Michigan game, except they are playing on grass. So, yeah. I mean, I'm taking Notre Dame as well, but I could see that being an extremely
1: close game. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So... Next game on the list, TCU going to Oklahoma State, a 3-30 game after the the Frogs take down the Horns. Um, my Texas Longhorn playoff pick is 100% shattered now. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Oklahoma State is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. You don't know what team you're going to get on a given day. I mean, Tyler Wallace and Shuba Hubbard can rail off 45 points against you or they can snooze-fest their way to 20 points. So... Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I picked Oklahoma State, but I have no clue. Yeah, I wrote down OK State as well. It's
0: it's a tale of two teams that are both Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Because are you going to get TCU that beats Texas, or are you going to get TCU that's the
1: current TCU? So, um, yeah, I'm going to take OK State. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, Next game, Kansas State at Kansas. Kansas State coming off the euphoria of beating Oklahoma and Kansas. I don't know if you saw how that game ended. I forget who they were playing. It might have been West Virginia. I don't remember. So they coming down to a last-second field goal to win the game. And, no, it was Texas Tech. It was Texas mm-hmm. Tech, that's who they are playing. And block, the field goal gets blocked. Tech player picks it up and starts to run it back and thinks the clock is going to run out. So then he starts lateraling the ball backwards to another player. And <laughs> Kansas then recovers it. And there's still two seconds on the clock. And they are able to kick a game-winning field goal to win the game. Because it's oh not even God. closer on the field goal. and An unintentional Mad Hatter play. Oh, my God. It was so less miles. So less miles. But all that said, Kansas is playing better. They they've looked a lot better. Less miles, so it's interesting. Kansas State coming off that high big win. I don't know where where are you leaning
0: with this? I'm taking K State because I just I just don't have faith in Kansas. I mean, it obviously it is their big rivalry game. Kansas and it's at home, so I mean, you play with an edge. You've you beat Texas Tech last week. Is it like? Is that their first big 12 win? First or second. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, Les Miles is really starting to garner some attention and excitement for a Kansas program, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, the first time you can say that since to Talib played there, so, um, I'm still going to say K-State, I think they're just a better overall team, um.
1: But I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Kansas pulled off the upset. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I'll take Kansas State too, but I, I do think Kansas keeps it close and scrappy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that is their first Big 12 win because they got wins over Indiana State and at Boston College. But otherwise. Yeah, so that's huge. Yeah, good for them. Good for Les Miles, Michigan man. Had to throw that in there. So next game, <laughs> Rutgers at Illinois. The drive for six is still alive in Champaign. True. The Fighting eye and the Fighting Lovey Smith just keep pecking away at getting bull eligibility. I will take the eye and yeah. they will blow Rutgers out.
0: Yeah, I'm taking line Illini- eye as well. I think. Brandon Peters has a
1: huge game. Well, I mean, Rutgers, I'm pissed at them anyways because they're (laughs) Rutgers, and then they go ahead and screw my perfect week up last week. (laughs) Assholes. Illinois is minus 20 and a half, and I will lay those points. Yeah, I I will tell you that. So next, uh, Service Academy game. First things first, always bet the under on a Service Academy game. Army at Air Force. Uh, Air Force has been pretty good. Started the year out solid, and then they've kind of regressed a little bit. Army comes in, obviously, after all the hype of last year, and then they play Michigan in overtime. And then they've dropped a couple games. So they haven't been as impressive. Um, That all said, I'm going to take Army. All right. Yeah, I just think the better talent level is there over Air Force, but I don't know why I think that. I'm going to go Air Force. Strictly
0: because I, like I've said numerous times on here, I am a stickler for East Coast teams going west. And that's going to be a big difference. You're in the Mountain West. Weather's going to be crappy. Jordan showing off the belt right now. <laughs> so I'm sticking with Air, or yeah,
1: Air Force for yeah. this game. That, that's that's going to be a coin toss game. I don't think that's going to be anything. Going to be ugly, dirty, nasty. The last 3.30 game we'll skip because that's kind of the game of the week so we'll come back to that we're going into 4 o'clock you got Utah going to Washington big game in the Pac-12 um, high impact game really it has a big effect on the, the Pac-12 title race Utah I think is in the driver's seat to get there but this is a game they can't afford to lose Washington's been another team where if they're good they're good and if they're bad holy shit Mm-hmm. Like they, how do you look, looking back at that cow loss looks really bad right now? That looks really bad. And Utah has shown the ability to blow teams out lately. So mm-hmm. I'm taking the Utes. I'm taking them big on the road. Taking big on the road at Washington. Yep, taking them big. Yeah, I I'm also
0: taking the Utes as well. I just think they're overall better team. Secretly on my wish list, I kind of would like to see Winningham on the short list for
1: for Michigan State. Yeah, that'd be an interesting candidate for it. But I'm going to take the Utes. Next game... Northwestern at Indiana, 7 o'clock game. It's a weird time, but I like the Hoosiers, and I like them big. Northwestern's just bad. Yeah, Northwestern is just I a look, shell. I, I got mud all over my face this season for my preseason picks. Northwestern went in the last,
0: well. well it, I don't feel bad I took Nebraska. So. Yeah,
1: you're yeah, a little <laughs> yeah. better shape. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take IU as well. I just, a lot of excitement you going be, on with that program. be right. interested to see if Michael Penix comes back. And it's yeah. healthy because I think they're a better team with him at quarterback than they are Peyton Ramsey, but I still think that they win either way. Yeah. Uh, 730, Virginia at the Fighting Mac Browns, North Carolina. Um, Virginia's been – they were super high and then dropped a couple games in a row, and now it's just kind of like they're just meh. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Matt Brown seems to get his guys up for games that are important, so I'm going to take North Carolina. Yeah, I the UNC is a team that I am – I'm very
0: impressed with yep. seeing what Mac Brown's doing. Especially I mean, in his first year from a team that only had like what two wins last year. Yeah. And I mean his first year what he's doing, he's starting to get big recruits. Yep. Come to UNC. I think this is another situation where you look at like an Arizona State two to three years. This could be a yep. legitimate He's got a good coaching
1: staff right. around him too. So mm. uh next game, game day. Coming to Memphis, Tennessee. I love these small school game days. SMU at Memphis because they turn out for it. Did you oh. see the one last week? I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of ESPN because yeah. I hate ESPN. They're just they're so biased. But <laughs> South Dakota State showed out for that man. That was cool. Pat McAfee. Oh pick my him. God, I love Pat McAfee. Give me Pat McAfee and Gronk. Injected it into veins. my veins. I, I mean, the Thursday. I, I hope he's calling the Thursday night West Virginia Baylor game because I might watch. That. Oh my God. I hope because I he has been calling Thursday yeah. night. Games. Canada, I that, uh, Halloween. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Pat Neck, he's, he's he's gold. So SMU, one of the last remaining undefeateds, and they're down with it's down with them at Appalachian State for that Group of Five team mm-hmm. to make the New Year's Six Bowl. I like the Ponies. Shane Bichelle, Sonny Dykes. Memphis has got a good running game, but I think there's something special going on down there at SMU. Um. This one's tough for me too. It is. It's going to be a good game. It's going, it's going to be a very good game.
0: I'm I'm going to go SMU as well. I. It's hard for me to pick against Memphis because I think Memphis is a very solid team. But yeah, I agree. I, there's something special going on in that SMU program right now. Sunny
1: Knights has got them rolling down there. It's it's good to see. Uh, Eight o'clock, Oregon at USC. Oregon. Has looked like the class of the Pac-12, Yeah. but um, last week struggled to put away Washington State. Now they got to travel down the coast and go to the Coliseum. And USC is a team that one day they put up 50, the next they lose to Colorado. Yeah. Like So you don't know what you're going to show out there. I think Oregon can out-physical yeah. them, but... Take the Ducks, but close. Yeah, don't be surprised if USC pulls the upset. Yeah, I'm taking Ducks just based upon the
0: talent. I USC's not playing like a team that has a coach that is about ready to get fired. Let's say, is he gone? Do you think he's as good as gone? Or I think, I think if they lose big to Oregon, I think, I think they cut ties.
1: Because you know that they still have a shot to get to the Pac-12 title game as it sits right now. Right. Because they had the tiebreaker win over Utah. Right. So. And that,
0: can you fire him if he gets to the Pac-12 title? Well, that's the next thing. Yeah, can you fire him? And then you're in the same situation you are now. Next game, say, or next year, you start the season off one and two, yep. and he fire him. Now you're a year later with the possibility of an Urban Meyer or somebody like that. Because there's that chatter him going to Notre Dame now. That so, yeah, Paul firing again. I swear to God, people. Our podcast is a week or two ahead of everybody else, I swear to God, because we talk about say, this did we say that? Yeah, we said it like a week or two I ago. I said that. That
1: was always Urban's dream job. I mean, yeah. He was a GA there, so I mean, man, I don't know. who cares, he's a scumbag. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. So let's go back and do the cocktail party, even though you're not allowed to call it because it's not politically correct, I don't give a shit, we're calling it that. Ain't no PC on this podcast. <laughs> Kiss my ass when it comes to that. How about that? <laughs> America. <laughs> uh, exactly. So Georgia and Florida. Uh, everywhere I've seen is kind of a pick 'em game. It's yeah. close. You know, Georgia's been underwhelming since they, they lost to South Carolina. Florida's getting healthy at the right time. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a pick so far, but I think if you – put a gun to my head right now maybe pick, I think I'll take the Gators. Yeah. I think I'll take Florida. Yeah, I'd say I'm taking Florida as well. I
0: I think they're getting healthy at the right time. I think Georgia's on the ropes right now because nobody knows what they are. So yeah, I I think Gators as well. I, I like
1: them in this game. Yeah, they're they're getting healthy at the right time. Mm-hmm. They really are. And they're so... But, but you know what? There's so many question marks around Georgia. I wouldn't be surprised to see Georgia come out and just thump them. Yeah you know they want to run the ball they get them big that big great wall of offensive line they have going downhill and swift and Fromm just go off yeah Jake Fromm really needs a good game to re bolster his NFL stock yeah that's the guy that
0: was a kind of a first round late first round pick yeah. and now he's kind of slipping second maybe third round yeah.
1: so i i i hate my pick there but i I just, Georgia doesn't have anything that says, yes, they're going to win. And Florida, to me, says they have, Florida can hit home runs. Mm -hmm. That's the thing to me. In a game like this, neither team's going to sustain long drives because that's just not how the defenses work. So, who can hit that big play? And I think Florida can hit a whole couple home runs. I mean, I see this being like a 21 18, 21 17 kind of game. Yeah. Close, dirty, sloppy. Probably a couple turnovers both ways. I mean, so I'll take the Gators, I guess. I don't like it though. You seem very uneasy. I'm very uneasy. Are you about sure, you that. don't want to take no, no, I'm good. I'm just. Sure? Stay, I'm staying with Florida. You sure? Yeah. Right. So uh, with that, last game on here with Michigan State being idle this week. Thank God. Yeah, Lane's seeing a couple of areas over there. He doesn't have to watch that game. Michigan at Maryland. Um, I think Michigan should win this game convincingly, and I just continue to build, continue to get better, continue to. Strive to beat Ohio State at this point. I mean, yeah, you know when Michigan State comes in you're gonna get their best punch but at this point your season hinges on beating Ohio State at home and spoiling their season Mm -hmm. in my opinion, so get better get healthy and It's the the storyline of this whole game is gonna be the locks of feud from earlier in the year. That's and that's gonna overwhelm the, the the talking points of the game, but I want to see Shea Patterson continue to get comfortable I want to see these two running backs continue to establish themselves and just disperse the ball around. I, I think you're starting to see it. And dare we say, Harbaugh fooled us all when he said this team was hitting its stride. And sure as shit after that, it's right. the offense has hit its stride. So, I mean, Jim's always one step ahead of everybody else, even when they don't want him to be. You just hope that they're not peaking. Yeah. But you know what? If you're going to peak, you might as well peak now and then – you got Ohio State coming into your place. So I mean, at that point you have nothing to lose. So you can just yeah. pin your ears back and go for broke. I mean, you are not playing for anything in that game besides that win. And you could spoil their season. And let's be honest, Michigan fans would love to say we kept Ohio State out of the playoff again.
0: Well, and that last season's game left such a bad taste yeah. in Michigan's mouth. I mean they're so. gonna be out for blood. But yep. that's
1: I a mean, you know, long ways that's, away. That's just three, four weeks away. So. Get better. Just just continue to get better. Blow this game out or Get Dylan McCaffrey some reps. Get Joe Milton some reps. Get some more young guys in. Get time in. This is a game that you should do that with. Yeah. So I'll take Michigan big. Yeah, I'm going to take Michigan like 42-7. Something yeah, like that. I think that, Maryland has a tendency against Michigan to find a couple home run plays. So I could see a couple <laughs> bad fits late in the game, junk touchdowns.
0: I just think because of what you had alluded to with Loxley and, and Gaddis, I think... That Michigan team just gonna be fired up and they're gonna be ready to fight for their coach. Sure. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, after we, we discussed her picks, one little thing I wanted to say is which it's kind of another thing that's eating up the, the Twitter sphere is next week you have two big games. You have number two LSU going into Alabama, and then you have Penn State going to play PJ cities. Fleck. And those Minnesota Golden Gophers. And P.J. Fleck, like he did for Western, he is campaigning his ass off to get game day there. He is. So the question is, does the undefeated Golden Gophers against Penn State deserve college game day over LSU-Bama? I
1: say yes. So my pitch on this would be LSU-Alabama... Happens every single year, and every single year, it's a top-ten matchup. And game day could go there every single year, and cool, everybody would love it. Never been to Minneapolis. They've never been to Minnesota for game day. Minnesota is in a situation where they're undefeated, and they haven't been 8-0 since like the 50s when they won a national title. Yeah. So that doesn't happen very often. You have a young coach in P.J. Fleck who... ESPN should get behind and market because this dude is a marketing god. Mm-hmm. Like, they should want to hype this game up. To me, yes. Absolutely. Go to Minnesota. Who, I mean, yes, LSU Alabama will be a great game to watch, and everybody's going to tune in, and everybody's going to watch it. Give Minnesota that. Because then you can mark another one off your list. You can mark another site off your list that you haven't been to. I just think they should. And and
0: what a better thing to to go to because Minnesota's got these new facilities. I mean, this is a dream for P.J. They need it so bad. They do. And at what point, say they do beat
1: Penn State at what point do you start saying, hey, "These guys are a legitimate"? If they win contender. against Penn State, they have to be a top ten team. They have to be. Yeah, the other schedule before it isn't that great, but they beat everybody in front of them, mm-hmm. and they started to beat teams handily.
0: Yeah, they're starting to blow,
1: blow teams, teams out. out. Yep. So I so, mean, if they beat Penn State, you have to start talking. You have about to it. because they they basically lock up the West at that point too. So yeah, because they'd have a two game lead and they play the two teams behind them. So yeah. Yes, game day should go there. Absolutely. I agree. 100%. I'm excited for it already. Let's see what happens.
0: All right, everybody, as we're starting to wind down the podcast, we are going to talk a little Detroit Lions football. Uh, last weekend. 31-26 win over the New York Giants. Um, Score to me does not dictate how good of a victory it was for the Lions. Um, It was more of a garbage time TD for the Giants in the very end of the game. Um, I think it was like less than two minutes left when they scored. So I mean, real garbage time. Lions looked better. The run game is definitely concerning, the lack thereof, I should say. Um, the trade deadline is yesterday, or was yesterday, and there was speculation that, that Slay was going to get traded, and, and then people are saying well, if he gets traded, what do they need for it? And Lions are asking a lot for him, which I think is completely justified. Um you've got local radio hosts tweeting about it saying, Oh Lions have blown it up and lost another great player and the player retweets him and said I'm my tweet was nothing to do what's going on, kinda bitch slapped him back into place which lately I think he deserves. Um so you look at the lions and now and now the hot topic is well, why did why did bob quinn stay idle at the trade deadline especially when names like Le'Veon bell and melvin gordon were out there and my rebuttal to that is is one you don't want melvin because he's going to be a rental you're in third place in the nfc north right now you're two games back melvin gordon is not going to win you the nfc north it, the issues there are not offensive. It is defensive. Mm-hmm. I would agree. When you, they should have gone after a Chris Harris from Denver, Avon Miller, hell, even Leonard Williams who got traded to the Giants. They should have gone after him because that's the issue right now. There is no pass rush. There is none. Granted, we got Handback back last week. He looked good. We're getting Bryant this week, our 7th runner from Clemson, who has impressed all through camp. We get him back this week. So that defense is starting to get healthy, which I feel like you're going to need to, going from Detroit out to Oakland to play Jordan's Raiders. So when we're out in Oakland this week, it's going to be interesting to see how our linebacking core does against Darren Waller. Because Waller is a dude. And that dude will torch us. Um, That linebacking core is suspect. Uh, Jared Davis is a good pass rusher, but that... And he's a good tackler, but that's about it. Uh, Tavai has been good. He's shown glimpses of why we took him in the second round. But... I don't think he's where he needs to be, but granted, he's a rookie. So, when you look forward at this Oakland game this weekend, you you're in the stretch where the Lions have to start winning the, these games. They were supposed to beat the Giants. Good. You're supposed to beat Oakland. Yeah, I think you Good. have to. You have to beat Oakland. Then I believe we have the oh, just, Bears. Just headed up too. Give me a second. Because I think we go Bears, Washington, Cowboys, Bears. Or
1: at Oakland, at Chicago, versus the Cowboys, at Washington, versus the Bears. So these next five games,
0: realistically... You could win four of them. You should be the favorite in four of them. You should maybe win. not at Chicago. Maybe, yeah, maybe not at Chicago, but the way Trubisky's playing, yeah. they're about ready to have a mutiny against him. Yeah, and you got Dallas at home, which what Dallas team are you going to get? Yeah, sure. Are you going to get the Dallas team that lays an egg in New York? Oh, or, you hope, <laughs> you hope, you pray, or are you going to get the Dallas team that's just blowing people out? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you go four and one in that stretch. A, You're back in the playoffs. You are a in a wild card contention. That's seven,
1: four, and one. So that's a good record. But then the back end of your schedule, then you got to go to Minnesota. And you have Tampa and at Denver should both be wins. And then that Green yeah. Bay game at the end of the year really lines you know, up as sh- a point of. Oh, that's your in or out of that game. Now the thing that could benefit them there is Green Bay can have a playoff spot locked up by that point point. they could rest some guys. I don't think they won't rest guys for the Lions. Even if they have a playoff spot locked up on the road? They I won't. think they do. They won't rest them. I don't know. We'll see. Long way to go to get there. The,
0: yeah, long way. The long, form. long, 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 long way. So I think this weekend I'm going to take a Lions victory over Jordan's yes. Uh I'm going to go 34 34- since we can't really beat a team by much, I'm gonna go 34-28. I think it's gonna be a higher
1: score than that because yeah. Carr just doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes for the Raiders. It's true. You know? He's this he, isn't your mama's yeah. last year's Raider Raiders. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't trust either team. Yeah, because the Raiders haven't been impressive, and the Lions' defense just can't. It's it's the Detroit it's the Detroit Lions because there's no D remember <laughs> still not a lot of D out there is Slay back is he going to play uh, yeah he should play this week so that helps a lot too I mean oh I don't know I'm taking the Raiders at home I think alright 42-38 sitter well I renounced the Lions and I drafted Hawkinson you, and you did you renounced them so I'm going to stick with my Raiders and then hope I mean either way I'm not unhappy I mean, I'm a Raiders fan, too. I've always that liked. is an out. That is an out. I've always liked the Raiders, so they were my AFC team, and then they just became my full-time team when the Lions continued to suck eggs. So <laughs> now I can just be happy when either team wins. That's fair so you'll be happy no matter what sunday i'm gonna i'm just gonna sit on that perch and laugh <laughs> my ass off watching the game that's awesome so i don't know it's a very important stretch for the lions if it they they change. they have got to worst case scenario these five games i've got to win three of them mm-hmm. if they go through if they go uh two and three there they, you're, you're done yeah, you've got to, worst case scenario you've got to be three and two in the stretch and if you go two three in the stretch just lose the rest.
0: Get up that draft capital, and see if you can, go, see go if you can get all in for Chase
1: Young. Go all in for Chase Young. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to leverage the future, depending on who who lands that number one pick. He could very well be the number one pick. Yeah. Because if, now if it's a team that needs a quarterback, if it's the Bengals who are death, desperately in need of a quarterback, you might be okay there. Yeah. Because then you could see a Tua or a Herbert. Mm-hmm. But if it's somebody who doesn't need a quarterback at one, Chase Young is going. The which first team that doesn't need a quarterback is taking Chase Young. Which,
0: if looking at the recent mock drafts, you've got Bengals at one taking Burrow from LSU. No way. And then you've got two. Uh, the Dolphins, The right. Dolphins taking Tua. Then you've got a little bit of what if at three, because the names you're seeing a lot of are Okuda from taking Ohio Chase State.
1: Taking Chase Young.
0: Chase Young or Jerry Judy. I'm
1: taking Chase Young. Yeah, I'm
0: ta- if, I, if if he drops to three, Bob Quinn, I swear to God, go all in, leverage the future to get a guy who has Jadavian Clowney talent but has the effort of J.J. Watt. did dude
1: is a monster. I mean, I, it's like watching a Ninja Turtle. He is put ridiculous. that dude on turf? Yeah. Good God. Yeah, he's a monster for sure. I feel bad for John Runyon already. Having to try to block <laughs> him in a couple of weeks is going to be nightmarish. Which you have to, though. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've said it earlier that the Lions have no pass rush, so Let, do it. You can get it with one player, and he's ready to go right now. Which one of the names I've also been seeing the Lions are linked to is
0: Espinosa or Eponenza. Eponenza, excuse yeah, me. Which to he's me, a, he's underwhelmed this year. Yeah, he's kind of disappeared. Um, I don't think he's a true pass rush guy. Which, just a real quick question for you, because just to get off Lions, we talked about Chase Young. Heisman chances. Do you think this is the year a defensive
1: player wins a Heisman? So, you have too many old stubborn voters that say no. Mm-hmm. To me, if he's not in New York, at least there, Travisting. it's a crying shame that he, he should be there. He is the best player in college football. To me, the 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 terminology and the description of what the Heisman Trophy is needs to be reevaluated yeah. because it's not the Heisman Trophy to me is who's the best player. Yeah. And that's not what, who it's awarded to. It's yeah. who put the best numbers up. Yeah, He's the best player in college football, and it's not close. Well, he flat-out
0: embarrassed an offensive line that everybody, Harold is one good. of the best in the nation. Yes. he's
1: embarrassed everybody. Mm-hmm. And he I mean, makes it look effortless. He has a potential to break the sack record. Now, mm-hmm. he's going to have to really go off against the shit teams to do it, but it's 24 sacks in the season, and he's at, like, Thirteen and a half. Yeah, because he got four last week. Something like that. So he, it's possible he's got to play Maryland and Rutgers still. Right. You know, you
0: know, you know, and I, it's interesting because at this point in the season, two has gone down that hurts his stock. You've got Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, whose numbers are way who's down. Underwhelmed. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts.
1: I hurt, hurt himself bad last week.
0: Last week was horrible for him. So Joe Burrow really running away with it. So if you got Joe Burrows and Chase say Joe goes into Alabama and just flat out struggles. But Chase continues, I think you have a good chance. I don't think he wins it. He's got to be there. but But he has to be in the room. Absolutely. When you
1: have a dude that flat out takes over a game defensively, now, I will say, Ohio State is doing him some favors because I don't think... Did you watch any of the Ohio State-Wisconsin yeah. games? So they stood him up at linebacker on three <laughs> like they, They're they doing things to try to showcase him. Good for them. And that's what that's what it will take, mm-hmm. is stuff like that. And maybe throw him in as a tight end once in a while and throw a pop pass. Yeah. yeah. Goal line against Rutgers. Line up as a tight end, a quick pop pass for touchdown. What do you just, have to lose? Just to get his name out there a little bit. That's I the kind th- of stuff it's going to take. And I think you <laughs> I think you're going to see that. Like,
0: what better of a, Heisman, I mean, like, granted, against you guys, what better of a Heisman statement comes in into Michigan. Say he gets four sacks. Say he gets a fumble recovery. They put him in at fullback or a tight end or something like that, and he gets a touchdown. I mean, I hope that he has no sacks and no touchdowns. Well, I
1: do too, but I don't I'm want just a hypothetical that. But late. I'm saying I don't what, want to do it. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to.
0: I'm no. sorry. We talk about rockers hey, in Maryland. This is ho- tomorrow's Halloween. It's all about imagination. Hey, You're wrong,
1: right? wrong treats, Wrong <laughs> tricks. No, you are wrong. Bob yes, Boucher. that would definitely help, and that's the kind of stuff it's going to take to get in there. Yeah, so. Uh, Real quick, we'll pivot off of that and just do some quick college basketball stuff. Obviously, the season starts officially next week. Um, The big talking point, Michigan State comes in ranked number one in the country. scares shit out of me. And then as soon as that comes out, they take a huge blow with Josh Lankford. More or less sounds like he, I mean, they're saying January best case that he plays, and it sounds like it's the same thing with his foot. To me, if you read the tea leaves, I don't think he's going to play. No. I think this is a situation where you see a guy medically retired just because he can't stay healthy, which is too bad because he was a five-star talent coming in. He was Mm -hmm. supposed to be – he was touted as a one-and-done kind of guy and just never panned out. But Michigan State is deep. They have a lot of talent. Um, It's a moment for Rocket Watts, the true freshman kind of a – a high caliber guy coming in. It's a chance for him to step up and take those minutes. And we're going to find out right away because they start out with Kentucky in the Champions yeah. Classics. So, I mean, uh, that's Tuesday. Um, obviously, it's Cassius Winston's team yeah. and Xavier Tillman and him have a great one-two punch there. But to me, you need guys like Aaron Henry. You need guys like Gabe Brown, yep. Thomas Kithier. Those guys have got to step up and make plays for Michigan State. Uh, I worry a little bit about the number one overall ranking because I always worry for that. To me it just seems like if they're the number one team in the country, there should be no question marks. And now with the Langford injury there I think there's quite a few question a marks. marks. Mm-hmm. The four the four position for them is kinda like who is it? You know, is it Kithier? Is it Marcus Bingham? Is it Malik Henry? I mean mm-hmm. there's all kinds of different Pieces there and then what's rocket watts gonna be right so scary interesting I will be interested to watch it against Kentucky and just kind of see how it all looks Mm -hmm. is it gonna be the run-and-gun Michigan State? of years past, or is it going to be kind of what they settled into last year where Cassius just took over every game in 900 ball screens until finally one of them got the switch they needed. So it'll be interesting. A lot of talent there for sure. Oh, absolutely. Aaron Henry's got to have a big year for them to Mm -hmm. to live up to this hype, though, in my opinion. I would agree. So go over to Michigan. um, Obviously, the big thing is Juwan Howard. First year. What is it going to look like? And my my answer to everybody when they say, "What do you think the basketball team is going to look like?" Go look at the Miami Heat yeah and how the Miami Heat played and look at the NBA and how the NBA's played, and that's how Michigan will play. Yeah. It will be that style of offense and defense. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they will do, because that's what Joan knows. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing for them is the recruiting aspect of it, of the allure of Juwan Howard, and obviously it's already paid off. The five-star Isaiah Todd, mm-hmm. there's another guy announcing Friday, um, Mark Williams down to Duke in Michigan. Some places a five star, some places a four star, seven footer. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. And there's other big recruits out there. Um, A lot of people say this team's going to regress because when you lose B line, yes, obviously you regress there. It's the greatest coach Michigan's probably ever had. But you still have a lot of leadership in Isaiah Livers and Mm -hmm. Xavier Simpson and John Teskey and a lot of experience coming back in minutes in Eli Brooks and David Julius and all these guys. And then you throw in Franz Wagner the true freshman isn't he hurt though yeah he fractured his wrist but it's a non-surgical fracture oh, that's, that's so it's it's just it's they say six to eight weeks so basically, he'll be ready by December, mm-hmm. is what they're thinking. Ready about conference play? Yeah, he's in a hard cast. They're hoping he can play the first few games before conference play is their hope. So, But as a true freshman, it's almost a good thing because then he mm-hmm. can take it all in, absorb it all, learn it all. And everything you read and hear about him is that dude's a freak. Like, he can stroke it from anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's just like Mo in the sense that he's extremely gifted on the court, but he's what farther advanced mentally. He's more mature than what Mo was as a freshman. So that's a big question mark with him. Um for me, the guy I'm really curious to see is Brandon Johns, he's a true freshman last year, out of East Lansing, who super athletic. Mm -hmm. Super, super athletic. Probably one of the most athletic guys in the court. Played out of position last year. They tried playing him as a center and that was not going to work. So he can play more of a stretch forward kind of role in this offense and I want to see how he adapts to a new system because for a guy like him and a guy like Dave DeJulius and a guy like Adrian Nunez, a new coach coming in is almost a good thing for them because then you can reset. Yeah. Okay. Things weren't going the way we wanted them to with the old regime and let's reset and let's see if how maybe I fit better into this. I'd so, be interested to see that. The Big Ten as a whole uh, top heavy. Obviously, it's Michigan State's division, and then Maryland is really, really good. Uh, Purdue's getting a lot of early hype. Um, and then for there, it kind of drops down a tier to the Michigans and the Wisconsins. And I don't know, I'm missing somebody else, too. Illinois supposedly supposed to be better with Ayo DeSumo and Georgie vile Yes, I'm good at that name because I hear it a lot. Um, but... And then, then the bottom end of it with the Northwesterns and Nebraska is going to be a dumpster fire. They have like yeah. no returning players. Fred Hoiberg will get that going, but so the Big Ten as a whole, I think it's two or three, and then the rest. You know, Michigan State's the clear favorite. Maryland is definitely the number two, and then the three, four, five is kind of like eh, it could be who has that yeah. year, and then six through fourteen is just like yeah. know don't really have an answer for it Penn State will be interesting because Lamar Stevens is back and he's gonna shoot the ball a thousand times so don't know but I'm excited for it it should be a fun year in college basketball because there's no team that's like like Duke last year had three lottery picks right. it doesn't look like there's a team like that right now because the top four teams are in the champion classic and right now early mock drafts none of those players are in the lottery right so that's that's interesting Memphis will be an interesting piece with all the lottery picks that they have potentially but Ken Penny Hardaway coach So, right, interesting. A lot of storylines in college basketball. It'll be fun, but that's just a quick little rundown. We'll see kind of how the season progresses out once we get into the meat and potatoes of it. Yep. So Michigan opens up Tuesday against Appalachian State. (laughs) (laughs) Nightmares. Yeah, I know. It's basketball, much different. So, uh I don't know, do you have anything else to touch on with basketball or no i mean next week we'll i'll be a little more
0: prepared for it come with a little more notes yeah. um like we didn't talked to jordan's gonna be more of the college basketball guy i will be more of the nba guy 100 um so that's kind of what we're gonna be looking at going forward um overall i think it's gonna be an exciting Few weeks college football, college basketball, starting NBA, NFL. A lot of. It's the busy time. It's the busy time, getting ready to get into the holidays. Um, if you're listening to us, listen to us while you take your kids trick or treat tomorrow. If you're driving around, pop us on the radio. Let's get, our, get us out there. So, uh, I don't have anything else, so uh, go green, take this bye week
1: for the love of God, something needs to change. Yeah, no doubt there. Um, Yeah, I think I'm good too. Go Blue!